Hello, everyone, and welcome back to OK Yup, or welcome if it's your first time joining me. To start off today, um, I want to say that I do still have a good amount of OK Yup t-shirts that are still on sale. So if you're looking for one, go to the website in the Instagram bio, scroll all the way down, and it will take you right to this store, and I can get that over to you. Um, supplies are sold at like how they are in demand. So for some sizes, they may not be available as more gets sold, but um, I'd be happy to try to accommodate for everyone's needs. But I just wanted to give that little heads up and disclaimer that those are still on sale. And just because the first round of orders went through doesn't mean that you missed out. So head over there and order yours today so we can all match. Um, for a good thing that happened today is I feel like it's been an overall great weekend. It's the weekend of the 4th um, of July. Hi. And um, I don't know, on Friday and Saturday, I had some friends over to the lake and I had a lot of fun with them and it was really nice to um, have them up and be able to hang out with them. And it was, it was just a, all around a lot of fun. And then once they all left, um, I then had a lot of family time and or I guess some of my friends were there Saturday, Sunday too. Um, but after that, I had a lot of family time and, you know, did some classic outdoor things like went swimming, played cornhole, all that fun stuff, which was a lot of fun this weekend to be able to hang out and kind of decompress with friends and with family, which was just a really good balance this weekend. And then I got home today and my plan is just to, you know, get ready for the week and I'll go for a nice evening run today because I am a sucker for evening runs. And a lot of times I get too antsy and I go um, prior to it being kind of like that time before sunset, but it really does hit different when it's like, I'd say like six, seven o'clock. I don't know why, but those runs just are so magical. So I'm really trying to hold off and run then. Um, and yeah, I've been doing a lot of, I cleaned my car today. I cleaned my house. I've been getting the shirt orders all organized. And so, yeah, it's just been a really relaxing yet productive day, which is always a good um, thing to do. And I love a good relaxing and productive day. Specifically today, a good thing that has happened, um, I think just honestly spending time with my sister and seeing her because I don't always see her. Um, well, my cat is meowing so loud. I don't think it's picking up on the mic, but that was distracting. <laughs> um, but it was great to see her and um, hang out with her for a good part of today. Um, and then as far as the national day that it is, kind of goes without speaking, but is the 4th of July. But also, apparently, it is sidewalk egg frying day. Hi. <laughs> so that's awesome. Um, and then for those listening on July 5th, it is National Graham Crackers Day and Pet Remembrance Day, which I think is that one especially really resonates with me. And if any of the other ones or that one resonates with you, go celebrate. 
Um, today I'm going to be talking about fears because that's something that has kind of kind of been on the back burner for one of my podcast episodes for a good amount of time. And I just think that this would be the a good week to do it. I was planning on doing one with a few friends, but um, just with people being out of town for the long weekend, I think that one would be better at a later date. So I think that this would be a good one for me to do right now solo. So without further ado, let's get into it. Okay, so some of these fears are more like discomforts and some are like actual like phobias. So there's going to be kind of a spectrum that I will talk about. So bear with me. Some of them are a lot more lighthearted. Some are a little deeper. And I think you'll know what um, which ones are the deeper ones, which ones are the more surface level and kind of wacky ones. But I'm kind of just, I'm going to kind of just go through my list and I'll talk about them. But before I start, um, this is not all of them. These are just kind of the ones that came to my mind that maybe are a little bit more niche slash, um, I don't know, more prevalent. But trust me, the list goes on (laughs) of my fears. The first one, public microwaves. So what I mean by that is like any microwave that's in some type of like setting that like a lot of people use it. For example, in my dining hall at school, there's a microwave that people can use. I don't dare use it. I know there's nothing wrong with it, but it freaks me out. I don't know why, like, the thought of having other people's food in there mixed with I don't like I don't know what it is about it. And I've been it's been this way like my entire life. I remember in high school there's a microwave that people could use, and I never used it because I it's just a fear of mine. It freaks me out. <laughs> just the thought of using like a microwave that everyone else has used because I know it's not clean that often. And even at my, like at school, um, in my suite with my like roommates that I'm very, very close with, it's still like, it takes me a second to like, like use the microwave and like make it, like make it be okay for me. Like, I don't know why they freak me out so much. I think because it's always like kind of grody inside. I don't really know the source of who used it and where and what food it was and I don't know it just freaks me out and it kind of goes the same with like public dishwashers which this one's a little bit harder to find but like at school in like our like shared kitchens there's dishwashers and those things make me so uncomfortable because I want to like I want to gag thinking about it I don't know why but just the thought of like everyone's dishes going in the dishwasher um, and not people don't throw their dishes in with like other people, but like in their individual cycles, like, I don't know. It just freaks me out. <laughs> the thought of like everyone's gross dishes being in one place. I'm like cringing thinking about it now. Okay. I have chills. Ah, okay. <laughs> the next thing, certain leftovers. Again, I don't know why, but like sometimes things will be in my fridge and I can have it like the day after no problem but then other times things are in the fridge for so long because it freaks me out to eat like I'm trying to think of an example where oh like say like I were to have made an omelet and then I put it in the fridge I wouldn't who am I kidding I'm not gonna be eating it again it freaks me out to like both reheat it 
and have it again because I know it's not the same. And but then some things are it's completely different. Like I don't know. Like um, if I were to have like pasta in the fridge, I'd be fine with that. But it's just certain foods that freak me out <laughs> having them as leftovers, which is so against my um, like what I stand for and what I believe in of just like repurposing things and um, not wasting anything. Um, so that's why I really have to be conscious with like portions that I make because I know that like seven times out of 10, I will not be eating leftovers that I save. And I will only be kidding myself if I put it in the fridge. And luckily when I'm at home, the rest of my family does a good job of eating leftovers. So I kind of don't need to worry about it. But let me tell you when I'm on my own, it's, it's a struggle. The next thing, this one's more of a, a real one but losing people. And I don't, this one's not in like the literal sense of like somebody passing away. We'll get to that. But like, oh my gosh, my cat is being so loud. I don't know if you can hear that. Oh my God. Okay. I'm going to keep going. Um, but like the thought, hang on. I really have to go get him and make sure he's okay. Hang on. Okay. I'm back. I brought him up with me. He's right next to me. I don't know if you can hear him. <sighs> right up the stairs. A little out of breath. Um, now he's leaving. But like losing people in the sense of like losing friendships and like those types of relationships in my life, uh, it's always been a fear of mine that like I'm going to lose people in my life and that they're going to grow like bored of me or like I don't know. Just like that's why I have a really hard time kind of with confrontation. See, I don't even think I have that hard of a time with confrontation, but like it's always a really – which I know it's difficult for anyone to do any form of confrontation, but with me it's always like whenever I am going into some type of a confrontational setting, I'm always like, what if this is the last time that these friends like want to be with me? And I have this joke with one of my friends that like phone calls freak me out because I'm always like – I I always think – that they're going to call me and be like, I don't want to be friends anymore. Or like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like whatever it might be, I just have a lot of fear that I'm going to lose the people that are closest to me in my life. And I don't think this way with family. I, I have a lot of like, I have a lot of like reliance and trust in my relationships with family. And the thing is like, I have, I am so confident in my friendships and I am so like thankful and I am the first one to be like I have the best friends sorry like I like in my life I honestly have the best friends but there's always like that fear in me and it's definitely gotten so much better but like in the past I've always just been so nervous that I'm gonna lose the people in my life and that I will be alone because people don't want to be friends with me anymore um so that's definitely one that's like a lot more prevalent in my life because it deals with like all the social interactions that I have. But, and that's why I think for a while I was a very big words of affirmation person because I needed that reassurance like, oh, you're like, like we're, we're safe friends. We're close friends, like whatever it is. Like, and it's so hard to explain because the rational side of me knows that me and my friends are so incredibly close and they're not going anywhere and I'm not going anywhere. But then it's the emotional side of me that spirals and thinks the worst. That's like, oh, 
no, it's, this is all good, but it's going to go away. And again, I don't usually think about this anymore. Like, it's actually very rarely a common fear of mine. But last year, this would have been right at the top of the list of biggest fears. Also, these fears are in no particular order. Um, I know. I don't know if you heard my cat. But, um, yeah, that was one that's always been pretty relevant in my life. And it's I've only gotten better with it, but it's 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 there. <laughs> um, the next one, hurting people. And I don't mean physically. I mean emotionally. I, I remember one of the first times I went to therapy when I was little, when I was like 10 years old, one of the first conversations I had with my therapist, I was like, I'm nervous that I'm going to bully people. And she was like, well, I think if you're that conscious of not wanting to bully people, you're not going to. And it's so true because I get so nervous that like my actions will make someone feel bad or that my actions or my words will cause like like will be negative to someone else. But I also know that I'm so aware of this and I treat everyone and I try to treat everyone with compassion, respect and like follow the what tiger what okay um okay um and how can i help you i don't know what to do with you (laughs) um so i know that i'm not actually hurting people because i'm so aware of it but it's one of those things where if i see someone crying even if I don't know them, I'm like, oh my gosh, what did I do to hurt them? It's like, that's like the first thing that comes to my mind is like, what did I do? Or if someone seems like maybe they're just tired and they're having like an off day because they're like exhausted. I'm like, what did I do to hurt their feelings? It's like, that's the first thing that comes to my head, which I think that is a big thing for a lot of people, but that's that's definitely something that's really big for me. Okay. My cat has now exited the room. So let's hope that I can finish this without him interrupting. So I guess we've had, I guess I thought I was going to do the solo, but I guess I did have a guest on here today. So awesome. Um, the next thing, again, another very deep one. Um, but honestly, like the fear of death and I'm, this sounds so like so deep and so like intense, but let me just break it down. So I, I don't mean this about my own death. I don't ever think about really my own death someday. Um, and it's more about like other, I want to say other people, but honestly, right now it's about my pets, which sounds kind of stupid, but like, I didn't really get a fear of death before my cat died, even though I have had very close people to me that have passed away. But back in November when my cat died, then that kind of started the ripple effect of me like struggling to fall asleep at some nights thinking about like my other pets passing away or like I guess in a way like family members but really like all my pets are very elderly pets and so they're all reaching that time and so ever since my my cat passed away last fall my other one not the one that was guest starring today um it's been definitely something I've been thinking about it's like one of those just like uncomfortable like feelings where like it's oh this sounds so deep and I don't mean to get this deep on here but like it sounds like it's inevitable but it's hard when 
it's my the pets that I've grown up with and like the animals that grow have grown up with me and that they have been around basically from day one so I think that and it's one of those things where I think now I've been coming to terms a lot a lot more with it but right when my cat passed away he was 18 like he was he lived a really good life and my cat and my dog right now she's almost 16 my other cat is 14 so they're all pretty old but um I think now I've been able to come to terms a lot more with it and just enjoy the time I have and like really appreciate it it's hard still but it's definitely more um it's an easier swill hi it's an easier pill to swallow now and obviously I'd I won't be saying the same thing when we reach that day, but it's, it is a lot. I would say it's easier now than it was when that first pet passed away. Cause that was the first time I ever really dealt with that. Um, and yeah, it was just a completely new experience. The next thing, <laughs> little change of pace, but wet dishes. Um, like if dishes are in the dishwasher, not in the dishwasher, in the sink, and they have, like, food in them. Okay, sorry, I need to rephrase that. Not wet dishes, but, like, wet food dishes. Like, if there's still food in them, and it's wet, and it's in the sink, like, that makes me want to vomit. I, I can't, like, the thought of, the thought of me, like, touching that food that's in there makes me want to actually, like, I, I, it makes me want to vomit. It really does. Um, it's such an uncomfortable feeling for me. And it's a pretty normal one. But I, yeah, when it comes to dishes, if it's something that food is still on it, that is my worst nightmare. The next thing, bones. So in this, I mean like bones breaking, bones, like anything that's having really having to do with bones freaks me out even like elbows freak me out and I think because they are like a really bony part of the body um but I remember I in high school anatomy I we watched this like cartoon video on this like skeleton who like fell and broke his bones and was just teaching talking about the anatomy of it and I could not sit through it it was making me cringe and like I had to close my eyes even though it was a literal cartoon but like I feel like I'm not too squeamish. I say now as after I've talked about things like microwaves and food. Um, but when it comes to like the body, I feel like I'm not that squeamish. Like I'm fine with like blood and throw up and like any like of that type of stuff. But when it comes to bones, it really just freaks me out. Um, I don't know if it's like, there's even this scene in, um, oh my gosh, what was I just watching the other day? I can't remember, but there's the scene, another scene in the movie The Impossible, which is like about the tsunami. And it's about, well, obviously it's about the tsunami. And in it, this one woman is like getting taken by the tsunami. And because there's all this debris in the, in the water as she's like float, as she's like struggling to float away, um, I'm, she like rams her rib cage into like this pipe and it freaks me out so much. I don't know why she's, she ends up, she's fine, but like it, I hate that part, even though the rest of the movie is like so bloody and gory. Like that's the one part I cannot watch. It grosses me out so much. The next thing, this is more of an uncomfy feeling, but this is fabric rubbing against itself or against another piece of fabric. And it's only specific types of fabric. 
for example, denim. I hate the feeling and the sound of denim like like rubbing against itself or like um like it's honestly just nails on a chalkboard for me or like we have a couch in my living room oh my gosh I'm getting chills I'm getting chills um we have a couch in my living room and when we have this one like couch lint roller but it's more of like it's not like a lint roller it's more like uh, it's hard to explain but basically the feeling of like that that scraping against the couch makes me go insane I have (laughs) my chills are so intense right now but it's just I can't do it um and I've been that way ever since and like ever since I can remember I don't know why like that's the equivalent of like some people like hearing styrofoam rub against itself which I don't care or some people hate like the feeling of crushed velvet which I don't care like it's that same feeling of like nails on a chalkboard for some people that like rubs them the wrong way this rubs me the wrong way oh another thing we have this like on our old okay this sounds so braggy and I don't mean it this way but on our old boat we had a boat cover that was like this certain like I guess it was kind of like that denim material but a little more rough and whenever we'd wash that and we'd like scrub it with these like brushes I I would oh I can't even put doors it makes me so uncomfortable and I hate it um but yeah fabric rubbing against itself and then the last thing I will talk about is disappointing people. So I, and again, I guess this is one of the, the deeper ones, but disappointing people is always kind of a fear of mine. I want, I don't consider myself really a perfectionist. I do consider myself someone who's like a workaholic and who's always like striving for some type of accomplishment. Um, and I do think I have a lot more um, like intrinsic motivation rather than extrinsic motivation um maybe because of this reason but like with um like when I run at school with cross country and track I more so track because I had a moment of this this past season where I was kind of in a slump and I wasn't doing as well as I wanted to do and I was just I was getting so frustrated that I wasn't succeeding how I wanted to but even more than I was frustrated for myself I was really frustrated for my coaches and I felt really bad that I was possibly disappointing them and at one point I texted one of my coaches and I was like I'm having a mid-season crisis and she ended up calling me and we just kind of talked about it and but I was just really struggling with I felt that I wasn't succeeding and I felt bad for the coaches I felt bad for my team I just it was I don't know, I just had this really big guilt of not succeeding. And at the end of the track season this past year, (coughs) um, sorry, um, we, I was doing my event, which was steeplechase. And I was, based on numbers in the past, I was supposed to do fairly well. Um, But because of, there was kind of two variables where that kind of messed with this plan. And that was, the first one was I had COVID and I didn't even know it. And I was wondering why when I was running, it was my legs felt so sluggish and so slow. And it was hard for me to jump over the barriers. And it was really difficult for me to like keep going and like work on like timing of like when to jump and stuff. Like it was really difficult. And it felt just like when I had um, anemia back at the fall. And I just felt like my legs just weren't getting oxygen and they weren't in tune with my brain. Like it was it was a really frustrating feeling. Um, 
especially because I was supposed to do fairly well and potentially get top three to get and I wanted to get us points and I unfortunately wasn't able to do that um it is because I had COVID but I felt so bad afterward because at the time I didn't know however in addition to having COVID at that point in the semester some of my disordered eating had returned and I wasn't respecting my body and my intake of food and how I chose to process food. And so I knew that that was also a variable. And although it's hard still to... Sorry, did you say that again? Well, sorry, my Siri went off. <laughs> although it's um difficult to still stay on track with fueling my body correctly and um, staying on top of that, I just kind of remember that point where I didn't perform how I wanted to. And it's really like food ties into all that. And obviously this is not what I'm getting it. This podcast isn't about food and body image and all that. But um, after that race didn't go so well, I just felt so bad for everyone. I I got off the track and I just like, I looked at my coach and I was like, I'm sorry. Like I, I just wanted to cry and I think I began to. And then the second event of the day, I was doing one of the relays. And again, my legs just weren't working. And I got off the track. I handed the baton over and I got off and I just started like trying to cry but couldn't because of – I was so out of breath. But like I just wanted to like start crying. It was it was a really defeating feeling but more so than me being – like feeling defeat in myself. I just felt so disappointed that I had possibly disappointed my coaches and my team and lost out on any points that I could have earned them. So definitely disappointing people is very high up on the list of fears. It's so funny because I have all these wacky fears and but but then at the same time I like I'm not afraid of a lot of speaking of which this door keeps closing and opening but it's just the wind I hope. Um I'm getting really sidetracked during this episode. I'm so sorry. Um, but I'm not afraid of like, like, I love scary movies. Like I hate movies, but when it comes to scary movies, like that is my jam. Um, and then I love like, I don't know. I feel like I just like a lot of like other things that people find. Like I love heights. I, um, I love being up high. It's like one of, it's like a really liberating feeling for me. Um, and I'm not afraid of like, a lot of places in the dark like that's not something that I'm too afraid of um but I I don't know it's kind of interesting because even though I'm not I'm not afraid of those things I have these other really niche fears which I know everyone else has um everyone kind of has some really common fears some niche fears but it's I don't know it's just interesting to me to see to really say it out and spell it out because um kind of shows that everyone's different and you never know what someone's insecurities or I guess fears are in that case. Well, that is it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. Um, Remember to head over to the website and get your very own shirt because I would love to, I'd love to see you all wearing them because it really shows that you're loving it, you're supporting it, but also, hey, no pressure to get one. I get it. Um, I hope you all have an amazing week and that you're doing great on this fine day. If you need anything from me, don't feel 
afraid to DM the Instagram at okyuppodcast or to email the email with any questions, comments, or concerns, and that's at okyuppodcast at gmail.com. I hope you all are in a wonderful spot. I'm rooting for you nonetheless. You're all beautiful, and I wish you the best. Join me next time on OK Up. Thank you.